All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Positive Friday. How are you? Sports fourteen forty. Text line is uh, humming. Lots of good uh, text, get, by the way. Guys, so do you think last year was just a one-off? No, I don't, because I think Edmonton's, like, they've been a playoff team for four years. They've continually improved, right? Their offense was elite. There's no question about that. And then they had, look at down the stretch when they went 18-2-1. They scored a lot of goals, but they were also sixth in goals against. They tightened up. So they've shown for short times you can do it. But that's like anybody, like, some people can be committed to working out. Right? Three, you know, how many, look at, look at New Year's resolutions. How many people start January 1st? How many are still there February 1st? Right? Like, you can do something for a short period of time. It's much more difficult to continue it long time. To me, that's what separates, because great athletes, and trust me, you're in the NHL, I think you're a great athlete. The great athletes are willing to do more. But then to stay in the NHL or stay at the top of your athletic endeavor, then you got to keep working, right? That's the uh, that's the challenge. It's not like, oh, we got here. Now I can rest. Oof, this is easy. Who <laughs> knew? No. becomes harder. Why? Because there's someone coming up to try to take your spot all the time. Some other team that's trying to knock your teeth out in case of hockey. It's just how it goes. Let's get to our big guest of the day. Brought to you by the Spruce Grove Saints. Exciting AJHL action tonight at the Grant Fear Arena in Spruce Grove. Get your tickets at sprucegrovesaints.ca. And then the Saints are on the road tomorrow night in Sherrod Park. Whew. That's going to be a heck of a matchup, man. The uh, Saints got to get going here a little bit. Crusaders off to a really good start. 
as we welcome back uh, Olympic gold medalist. Of course, she's the uh, the Monday co-host here on Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carey Show. Lori Ann Munzer uh, joins us. And Lori Ann, um, I-, I think... You know, self-commitment, because I look at the Edmonton orders and people, you know, hey, the coach, fire the coach. Sure, you can change a coach, right? For sure. And you have a different message. You might get a new coach bump. But ultimately, in athletics, I believe most of the commitment to success comes from the player. A coach can help guide you and maybe give you some tips here, there for sure. But I think most of it is going to come down to the players. And so far, the Edmonton orders have never been able, with this core group, shown a willingness to continually commit to playing sound defensively and not take too many risks. So I believe until they decide as a group to do it and hold each other accountable, it's not going to happen. Because I don't think a coach can do it because he's not on the ice. And eventually you might do it for two months. But if you don't truly want to do it, then eventually it goes away because the message of the new coach wears off. What do you think? Totally agree with you here, Jason. Um, It's comes from within first you can be motivated you can be inspired by somebody else but the true desire comes from within and as a team I believe you have to put all differences aside and you got to work together but it's the desire the desire has got to be there and if there's no desire there's no fire literally it's not about doing more It's about doing whatever it takes to succeed, to win. And it's, you know, one line at a time, one period at a time, one game at a time. And you can keep it going. There's going to be a lot of highs. There's going to be a lot of lows. But it starts with yourself. It starts with your desire and what you're going to bring to the table and keep bringing to the table, even if you don't feel like it. You still got to bring it. Yeah. So, like, coaching definitely can help. Right. Like a coach can help. There's no question about that. But it's if you don't have the foundation first, I think it's hard for a coach. Like sometimes maybe a coach will will turn the light bulb on for somebody, you know, maybe. But it depends where they're at in their life. And I just look at the orders and it seems right now, for whatever reason, that collectively – because it keeps, and the reason I only say that because it's based on the actions. I'm not in the room. I don't talk to the. Well, I, mean, I go in the room, but I don't talk to the players the way they talk to each other. They just don't. And when and I can only base my evaluation on what I'm seeing in the games and the lack of a commitment to it. So, how would you go about it if you were a player? If you're one of the leaders on the team, how do you go about instilling that new standard, saying starting today because you can't change a past. Starting today, November 10th, mm-hmm. this is our new standard. How does it go for a team? Well, I think first off, the leader has to set the standard and anything else than that is unacceptable. And either you're in or you're out. There isn't there isn't a halfway for that here, Jason. It's either you're in or you're out. And it comes down to the willingness to do whatever it takes. You talked about, and we've talked about this before, about being uncomfortable. Yeah, you may have to work smarter. You may have to work harder because it's not just a physical game where they're at is a mental game. If everybody, you know, in the NHL is at a physical standard, then everybody's pretty much same across the board. So you know what's going to happen, but it's actually the mental game Mm -hmm. of where you're going to win or you're going to get second place, or you're going to just get totally, you know, ixed out of the game at the Olympics. 
everybody is at the same level physically or pretty much, but it's that mental game. And that is where you have to bring it. You have to keep bringing it over and over again. So number one, what is the standard? You know, you think about the movie, what was it, Miracle on Ice yeah. with uh, Kirk Douglas. It's like, okay, again, give me another one. Give me another one. Who is willing to go that far and push themselves? And when you're in that environment, there's an energy with that that becomes contagious, but everybody has to bring it. How did you learn to bring it? How long did it take for you as an athlete to understand that? Well, it took a little bit. I mean, I was hungry from the start. So you were just talking about coaching there. There's different levels of coaching. So there is a lot at the beginning where when you don't know all the rules or all the training, what exactly you're supposed to be doing, the coach does guide you. But at an Olympic level, at an NHL level, the coach there is to maybe challenge you in some way that will ignite that spark in you to bring it out but you got to bring it there and it's just a matter of you know what you got to figure out what is your goal and are you working towards it because if if you're not working towards a target what are you working towards why are you getting up in the morning and sometimes it takes a while to build it but the guys at this level they they know what it takes and this is where you got to dig. You got to dig deeper than anything you have ever done, I believe, and bring out your A plus game and just give it everything that you have. It's like my coach said to me, he said, Lorianne, when you get on your bike, your race is only three laps. Leave nothing else. Give it everything that you've got. And that's what we would do one race, one heat at a time. And if you don't play your line, giving it all that you've got, then maybe we should get a different set of crew of people in. But this is the team, so go out, give it your best, and leave nothing on the table. What about learning? Because, you know, there's lots of uh, uh, tactical parts of your race. So there's the physical side of it, right? And then there's mm-hmm. you can race smart, right? Like you can race hard and you got to give everything, but then you have to learn the the, the – you know, the strategy involved and, and strategy can help. You've talked about it before. And, and I think in every game. So I look at the Edmonton orders and, and I'm just using these examples because they're recent and I think listeners can, can visualize them very easily. Uh, on Monday night, Evan Bouchard makes a play he does not need to make. It's three to two. There's 30 minutes left in the game. You've been out shooting the opposition. Um, he puts himself, he tries to pinch when there's no reason to pinch. He steps up on a guy. He's not close to the puck. He doesn't get the man. He doesn't get the puck. It just leads to an odd man rush. And then he doesn't bust his, his butt back hard enough and his guy scores the rebounds four to two it's basically game over last night mm-hmm. for 40 minutes darnell nurse is the order's best player and then his first shift into the third period he has the puck at the left point not really under pressure he has lots of time mcleod's wide open in the corner the easy safe smart plays to just give it to mcleod but he holds on tries to make a play loses it two on one scores three to one they lose three two um how can you get players to commit to making the right play all the time, Laura, because now, now no one can make the right play all the time. But like you mm-hmm. learned eventually, I can be the strongest racer, but if I don't race smart, I'm not going to win. So where did you learn from working smart and then combining into the lane of working hard at the same time? Great question. 
So working hard is the physical prowess and presence that you bring. The one component that will separate the different levels is the mental game. So that's where it becomes racing smart. A lot of athletes I see and that I've also talked to and worked with is the overthinking part is they overthink it and they spend so much time thinking about, okay, what they're going to do that when they get to the moment, they blow the moment, they miss the shot. And you got to feel the game. You got to feel, you got to feel the skates. You got to feel the stick. You got to feel the puck. You got to feel where you are. And this is where you start using your sensory perception of, you know, where are you on the ice where are you where where is the play where is the pass where are where are your opponents where's your defense where's your offense right and it's just where are you but it's just so many times I also think that there's so much pressure that oh we got to you know pick it up we got to do better that it ends up being overthinking and then you're just out of energy You're, you're just overtaxed and then you make all the wrong moves Laurie, great stuff. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, there's, there's no easy, there's no easy fix. You got to work hard. Uh, to you can't pout because they just go deeper into it. And so we'll see if they can pull themselves out of the muck starting on uh, Saturday, or that they just keep sinking. Uh, what was yep. the, the, you know, talk to the old quicksand analogy from the replacements, one of the greatest uh, sports speeches of all time. So uh, sometimes you feel like you're in quicksand and you can't get out. Well, they got to get out of it. We'll see how they do it. Laurie, thanks for your time. Yep. Take care. Bye for now. It's uh, Lori Ann Munzer, Olympic gold medalist. And I love what she said about, hey, you know, you can be motivated by others. There's no question. But most of it ultimately comes down to you. And think about that in your everyday life. Right Now, the difference is our everyday life doesn't involve someone else like physically trying to, you know, defeat us at what we do. So it's, it's a little bit different. But still, I don't care what you do in your job, you know, and. If you need your boss to come in and be like, hey, good morning, Tim. You're looking great today, Tim. Wow, it's going to be a great day like every day. Then, you know, Tim's probably not going to be the great worker. But the person who, uh, you know, you get that once in a blue moon because I don't know any human being that doesn't like some positive reinforcement. But eventually it comes down to you. Uh, the orders will go into Seattle. We'll take on the Kraken, a team they've had lots of success against. We'll find out how are the Kraken looking. Shane Wright is up. Jordan Eberle is out. Talk about the goaltending and more on Seattle's side when we return on Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, coming to you live from the E-Well studio. Pause of Friday as we continue on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live and Oders Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where, of course, uh, you can get into the uh, game, but more importantly, do you feel lucky? Hey, maybe you just feel like, you know what? I had, maybe you picked the Sharks to win last night. Screw you if you did, no offense, but cost me a terrible hairstyle for a long time. So not excited about it. But uh, I would be excited if I won Lotto Max tonight at 23 mil. Get your tickets. Play Alberta.ca as the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, are in town uh, in Seattle right now as we get to the uh, oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton.com. And right now they're uh, having an unbelievable Black Friday sale that goes until November 30th, where you can get $7,500 off any of their 2023 models S60, X6, S60s, XC90, XC60. Check them out. Even their new electric vehicle, 
Try it right now. Go in for a test drive this weekend. You won't be disappointed. Volvo Cars Edmonton.com. Everett Fitzhugh joins us, uh, the voice of the Kraken. Everett, good to have you back on the show, my man. How you doing? Hey, Gregor, doing well, man. Listen, before we begin, I, I, you know that I've listened to your show and I used to listen to uh, uh, the old station all the time, and, and I was gutted for you and all of your colleagues and coworkers, and I'm so happy that you were able to find the home and get sports radio back up and running in Edmonton. Um, you know, morning show guys, midday guys, I, I listen to you guys all the time when I was back in my college days and in my 20s, you know, traveling through through my career. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for all of you. Congrats on the new home and looking forward to, to many more years of success for you guys. So I want to make sure I got that out. Well, I, I appreciate that. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. It's been well-received. Uh, obviously, right now, Oiter fans are pretty fired up. They got a lot of opinions, as they should be, because yeah. uh, things are going well for them. Uh, Seattle, if you look at, you know what, uh, based on being a 100-point team last year, right, uh, they're just under a point a game or, you know, uh, a point pace right now. So by their standards, they're probably not loving their start either. They're minus 11, goal four differential. How would you evaluate the crack and start? What kind of has, has not been there this year that was there last year? I think a couple of things. Uh, definitely when you're coming off of a, a seven-game uh, first-round playoff series win, you're nine seconds away from overtime and Game seven of the second round against Dallas, the expectations were high. Um, and then to start the year, I don't want to say the team came out a little bit flat, but I, I think that's what it was. And I don't know if it was you you lost 101 points on your fourth line between uh, Daniel Sprong, Morgan Geeky, Ryan Donato. All three of those players are now having success uh, in, in different locales. But for Seattle, you lose that offense. I think Matty Beneers and Jordan Eberle have not been the players that they would expect to be early on this season. Matty just scored his first goal of the year last night, and he actually has looked the best he's looked all season his last two games. So I think it was a slow start um, after losing all that offense. And even though this team was, was together for most of last year, that core is still in place, there was a bit of a chemistry factor. I think because you, you lost those players on that fourth line, you brought in a few new faces on this roster, you needed to work on that chemistry a bit. So I think now, over these last three to four games, you're starting to see the Kraken team that we saw last year. They're starting to play that hard style that heavy checking style, that smothering neutral zone play that, that they became known for, I think we're in the middle of, of rounding that proverbial corner, starting to turn that corner, if you will, toward playing the way that made them successful last year. Mention Matty Beneers, and he gets his first goal, which is huge, because when your top two centers have zero goals between them, yeah. it's, it's hard to win, right? That, that's obvious. And then you throw in, the, you know... Uh, the the injury to Borkovsky that that hurts their team uh no question they they just don't like i look at their offense they're just not they're not coming close to scoring as many goals as they scored last year that's a, that's a big one right and then they're, they're they're giving up more now the goals against when i look at seattle because uh right now uh only the oilers and sharks have allowed more goals in the kraken now the kraken have played a few more games but what is it about? Because defensively, they're pretty good last year. So, is it team defense? Is it goaltending? What's what's been the biggest culprit for the high goals against for them, uh, averaging forty nine? Uh, so not averaging, but allowing forty nine in fourteen games. 
I, I think goaltending, honestly, that's probably been the one consistent. And uh, last year, there there was a lot of talk about the team's collective save percentage uh, being below 900. And, you know, I've always been a big proponent. I don't care if the Kraken give up five as long as they score six. And it seemed like last year the Kraken were able to outscore their problems on a number of, uh, of nights. That's not the case this year. And I think the biggest issue for Seattle hasn't really been the goaltending. I I think it's been the collective effort, and that's the one word that uh, head coach Dave Haxtell has used a lot, a full 60-minute effort, avoiding those dips uh, within games. And, again, it, it's usually a 45-, 50-minute effort every single night, but it's, it's a, it's a two-minute stretch here, a three-minute span there where the Kraken – you know, they, they make one mistake or they're not they're not hard on one puck. They give up a goal on the very next shift. Uh, the last couple of games, the last couple of weeks, the biggest issue for Seattle has been holding on to leads. You go back to that four-game road trip to Detroit, Carolina, uh, Florida, and Tampa, the Kraken uh, were 2-1-1 one, one on that road trip. They let two goal leads fall by the wayside in each of those games on that road trip. And then it happened again last night in Colorado. Seattle had a pair of two goal leads, 2 nothing and 3-1. And they won that game 4-3 with 31 seconds to go on uh, Bjorkstrand's second goal of the game. So holding on the leads, playing that full 60-minute effort, as cliche as it sounds, I think that has been the real struggle for Seattle is putting together that complete effort on a consistent nightly basis. Evan Fitzhugh joins us. Uh, he's the voice of the Kraken orders taking on the Kraken tomorrow night, uh, 8 o'clock start, uh, Edmonton time, in the uh, second half of, the, of course, the uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Double header uh, in a wonderful building, by the way. Absolutely fantastic. If you're looking to go on a road oh, yeah. game, uh, you should be going to Seattle. It's an amazing facility. Unbelievable, actually. So, um, you know, you look at, at Seattle and the expectations, right? Like year two, you make the playoffs, then you win around, which is uh, huge. And not only win around, like you beat a pretty good team. So, um, yeah. how how do you sense the fans and even the organization has the has the bar jumped significantly in expectations in Seattle? I think the bar is is no regression. Now that's that's not necessarily getting back to the exact same spot you were, but I think that's minimally a playoff spot. I think you. As a franchise, Ron Francis, GM, multiple times last year said, this team, if if you realistically look at where we are, we are about a year and a half to two years ahead of schedule. I don't think anyone expected the Kraken. A lot of folks didn't expect Seattle to finish 500 last year, let alone make the playoffs, defeat the defending cup champions. And like I said, you know, 10 seconds to go in game seven in Dallas in round two, Jordan Eberle's stick is an inch and a half off the off the ice. He's going to tap a, a puck right into the back of the net. We're going to overtime, uh, tied at four in Game Seven. So I, I think for for Seattle, the expectations internally, I think the expectations in the front office amongst the fan base are getting back to the playoffs. And, and it's very very early, and, and obviously a lot can happen uh, between now and, and mid April. But playoffs not regressing back to where you were in your inaugural year, that for me is the bar. But I I don't think realistically people are saying this is going to be a cup contender. This is going to be a team um, that that is going to to win the division outright. Uh, I mean, I do think that if you find yourself in – 
in that top three conversation come February and March, hey, you're doing pretty good. But ultimately, if you can get one of those eight spots and just get into the dance, that is, that's the bar that I think a lot of folks have set uh, for the crack of the season. Quickly, give me your thoughts on that game last night. Big win for them over Colorado. Um, it, now, I know it's only one game. Oiler fans thought the Oilers, after they won the Heritage Classic in convincing fashion over Calgary, that that would be a stepping point for them and they would turn it around. Um, did you see anything last night where you say, okay, you know what, Like, I think there's more foundational pieces here that Seattle could build on that? And, and conversely, what do they have to ensure they don't revert back to tomorrow against Edmonton? So I think last night was a perfect example for the Kraken of what made them successful last year. They were were heavy on on the forecheck. They checked very, very well. They played extremely well. They generated chances off the rush through transition. Their zone entries were smooth. Their zone exits were tightened together. But I think one area that we, have, uh, that we don't pay a lot of attention to is this Kraken team beat Colorado in the playoffs last year because they were so physical. Every time McKinnon, Landis Cog, Matushkin, McCarr, Caves, you name it, every time they touched the puck, there was a body on a body. And we saw that last night. The Seattle Kraken, I believe, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think the Kraken out hit Colorado by a 2-1 to margin last night. That is what this team has to do to be successful. Tomorrow night against the Amazon Oilers, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Darnell Nurse, got to put a body on a body and let them feel you. Let them know you're going to be there. And a lot of things that the Kraken did well last year, aside from offensively, came from their physicality. Now, this isn't going to be a team that's going to beat you. They're, they're not, uh, not a lot of fighters uh, uh, in the Kraken roster, but they do outwork teams on a nightly basis. They check well, like I said. That is last night. My, myself, I was talking to our head coach after the game, and, and, and he had this look of, see, this is what happens when, when you play uh, the style of hockey that's made you successful. So that is what I saw from this team last night. And I do think that that can be a, a foundational win. That can be a, a building, stepping stone win uh, for the Kraken moving forward. They were able to beat the, the top team in the Central. Again, they're now 6-1-1. One, and one on the road in Denver, um, including playoffs in their last, uh, or 6-1-0 and rather, in their last seven games in Denver against the Avalanche. So for Seattle, that is how they play when they have success. And we saw it last night uh, against the Avs. Everett, thanks so much, my man. Uh, have a great call tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if the orders can awake from their slumber or if Seattle just digs them a little bit deeper into the hole. Should be uh, an interesting one to watch. Thanks so much for your time. Anytime. Always a pleasure. Take care. There you go. That is the uh, voice of the Seattle Kraken, Everett Fitzhugh. Uh, when we return, uh, coming up in 4 o'clock hour, we have uh, Help Your Neighbor, Wanya Gretz. will uh, join us. We've got lots and lots of texts to get to next. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. It is the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube. Ooh, two trade proposals coming in the old text line. Texas, 833-401-1440. Welcome back. This is the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And um, the uh, text line is humming. I love it. 
So, uh, man, got a lot to get to today. Um, I'll try to get to, we obviously can never get to all the texts or so many, but, uh, uh, we always try to sort through them all and, um, you know, highlight some of the ones that we think are, are going to be a good conversation starters, uh, in our, uh, Jiffy Lube inbox where you can stop in for a full synthetic, uh, oil change right now. Winterize, be wise at Jiffy Lube. Hey guys, uh, what about this for a trade? The order send Bouchard to Ottawa. Three-way deal. Ottawa sends a first-rounder to Calgary, and Calgary sends Markstrom to Edmonton, and they retain a half. And then they call up Dustin Wolf. Well, they've already called Dustin Wolf. Uh, Vladar's playing tonight, and uh, they got Wolf there as well. Uh, Markstrom was practicing afterwards. So uh, Calgary's going to – they move Markstrom, I guess, which saves three mil, right? But they only get a first to their division rival. I'm going to say unlikely. That uh, they would do that for uh, for three mil for Markstrom, so probably not. I don't see it. And then Edmonton moves out Bouchard. Now, um, who's your? Uh, are you going to go Broberg and Deharnay? So then Deharnay's now in your top four. Eek. So I know Evan Bouchard has some struggles at times. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I, I don't know if I uh, see that one. Uh, P man is definitely uh, something that would happen. Hey, Gregor. Tune in a bit late here. One, are you growing out your hair? If so, I'd like to donate to Gregor Grads, and I'd invite other listeners to come and support you in your follicular endeavors from uh, the burglar. Well, burglar, unfortunately, yes, I am growing it out. I said I would. So um, what do you do? Um, I will be uh, going to shopping. Uh, I have a toque, but uh, probably will need a few others because... Uh, There'll be a there'll be a few times where yeah, I'll be much more comfortable in a toque. I don't think there's uh, any question about that. Um, Connor Halley has uh, had uh, quite the chuckle um, discussing the uh, the hair with uh, many others, and that's fine. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'll do it. Like it was self-imposed, which is really stupid. Like to myself, if I look back on it, right? But like I was watching that game last night. Nugent Hopkins scores. And then 30 seconds later, they get a power play. And I'm like, they're going to tie this game up. I really thought they were. And then they did absolutely nothing. They didn't come close to scoring on that power play. God. Like, I, I'll be honest. I was watching that game, and I said, like, rooting for a San Jose loss. Like, invested in it. Trust me, I didn't want to grow my hair. Like, this is going to suck. Like, I'm remotely. There's not one part of me that's like, ha ha, this is funny. There's not one. For many others, there is. That's fine. But me personally, no. No, I'm not. And uh, I will tell you, uh, my wife, uh, because she she went to bed and um, she's like, oh, my God, they're going to lose, aren't they? And I said, well, I don't know. She goes, well, I'll wake up in the morning. Um, she woke up at whatever time it was, 1 a.m. And uh, I was in bed and she goes, she knew without even talking to me that they had lost because I was so irritated that I had to start growing up my hair. So I was just like, you know what? I need a drink. Sat downstairs in my basement to watch a little bit of a show, uh, comedy, just trying to take my mind off it because I was rather annoyed. Not about the loss, but the fact that now I have to, yeah, I have to honor my word, which is fine. That part doesn't bother me, but what I have to honor doing. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough six months. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not excited about it. I know many of you are, which I get. I t- trust me. If it was role reversal, I'd think it was funny too. Don't get me wrong. So don't feel bad if you think it's funny. There you go. 
Yeah, Gregor. Uh, Ashley woke up early to check the score. She told me she got to go to bed, but she was very curious. That was the first thing she did, and she woke up, got to see how the how the game went. Yeah, I had texts from family members asking about that. Uh, we had a few people text in. Is there any way we can like do anything to to make it a little less worse? And uh, Declan and I were talking about it. We want to keep you on the hook for three months, but then at that point, if the Oilers, because they got you into this. They can get you out of it. If they were to go on a five-game winning streak, (laughs) after three months, you're locked in for three months, but after that, a five-game winning streak could get you out of it. What do you think about that? On this positive Friday. The the odds of that happening are pretty low. (laughs) But uh, I thought the odds of the orders (laughs) losing were pretty low. So, yeah, sure. Uh, Because seriously... After three months, like by then the pain is real. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, like, but here's what's going to happen, cons. The Oilers are going to win four in a row, and then they'll be taking on the San Jose Sharks yeah. and lose in overtime of Game Five. I could see it, right? Like that's almost too painful to think you've got a chance, and then it goes out again. I won't turn it down. But it's a, there's there's yeah. a gleam, as Marty Schottenheimer would say. There's a gleam, man. Mm. You have an yeah. opportunity it's, it's to get like out. It's like you're dangling the carrot, but I can just see it, but I'll never touch it. But it's there, is uh, is what you're saying. There's always that chance. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, nice. Hey, Greg's I actually think you're more going to look like Jason Statham than uh, Leahy. Hmm. Hey, I'll take that comparison all day long. Yeah. I might start drinking like Leahy, though. Like, it's funny. Every gif has that guy just buckled. <laughs> You ever notice that? Like everyone. Uh, so yeah, not uh, not great. His Wikipedia page has it, one of his professions as alcoholic. So <laughs> yeah, to live up to that, yeah, he is. And I, I, a lot of people said I should go as Randy as the wingman. And like I said yesterday, it was preemptive. HR got a hold of me. They said no. You got to wear a shirt. So yeah, blame don't blame me. It's the higher ups. <sighs> Uh, hey guys, what does cup or bust mean? Is it time to lay it all on the line, sell the farm and make something happen? And all you hear is excuses about how they can't make a move. I understand the cap air is tough, but talk is cheap. If it's truly cup or bust, it's time to push the chips in from Dex. Dex, that's a fair point, man. And I would agree with you that it's 12 games for the Edmonton Oilers. I outlined what's a realistic scenario. Not easy, realistic. The Edmonton Oilers last year started average. In their first 20 games, they were 10 and 10. Then they won 40 of their next 62. They went 40, 13, and 9. It's pretty good. And that's, that got, that's 89 points in 62 games, and that got them to 109. The Edmonton owners aren't getting 109 points this year. They don't need 109 points. They probably need at least 95, I would think. I think 95, pretty good cut line to get you in the postseason. So if they need 95 points from now, they have 70 games remaining. Last year, they won 40 of 62. So you win 40 of 70 games. 40, 20, and 10. Maybe you go 41, 21, and 8. Right? If you want, that would work too. But that's what they need to get to 95 points. It's it's actually a, a lower winning and points percentage than last year. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So it's it's doable, but I'll tell you right now, if the orders do not commit to after what we talked about committing to and you can't make the right play all the time but you can have a better chance of success if you want to make the safe play more often can it be a little bit boring yes but the orders pension for wanting to try to win the game on one shift is killing them and guess what this isn't new anybody who's an order fan has watched this movie over and over. Last year, lucky enough, they could outscore their issues. This year, they can't. But even when they... Because remember, down the stretch, when the orders are the highest scoring team in the league in the last 25 games, they were also the fifth lowest goals against per game. So they were doing it at both ends of the rink. So they've shown they, they are capable of it if they choose to commit to it. But it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And it's harder now because last year when they were doing it, they had offensive guys and they just kept rolling offensively and then they got better defensively, right? That that helped, no question. Now you have a lot of guys, like think about it. In their last nine games, Drysaddle has one goal, five on five. Nugent Hopkins has no goals, five on five. McDavid has no goals, five on five. Nugent has one on the power play. That's it. Those are your top guys. It's hard to win games that way, especially when you give up goals like the orders do. And we talked about it earlier. Bouchard on Monday, and last night it was Nurse. And, and probably the most frustrating part of the Darnell Nurse play in the third period last night was how well he had played up until that point. Great shot, by the way, in the goal. Nurse had made three or four really good defensive plays. He was all over the ice, skating smart. Third period comes. Is that the blue line? Puck goes back to him. He has time. He could have easily go watch the replay. He had lots of time to slide it down to McLeod. Nurse was at the left point. McLeod's in the left corner. Now, is McLeod going to shoot and score from there? Of course not. But Darnell then decides to do more than he needs to do. Holds on too long, then tries a spin move, doesn't work. Carpenter pins him against the boards. Battle lost. Puck goes out. Two on one, three to one, and essentially game over. 
That is two games in a row. And that's just this week. We can go through the Dallas game. We can go to the New York game. Like We can go to pretty much every game uh, except Calgary or the game in Nashville when they relied on Campbell to make 42 saves. Right? Just doesn't happen for this team. They their their unwillingness to commit. Darnell Nurse right there. That's a poster boy for the play you don't make. Just dump it in the corner, Darnell. And I shouldn't say dump it. Just pass it to McLeod. He's wide open. And who knows? Maybe McLeod cycles it. They keep it going. All of a sudden, fifteen seconds later, you get a better scoring chance. You don't have to try to make. And they have Bouchard did it. We've seen Drysaddle do it. I've seen lots of players do it. So until they commit, my man, I don't see it happening. Hey, boys, CC and McLeod for Andrew Peake and, and uh, Roslovic. Then Edmonton says Campbell and Broberg are Chicago for a seventh rounder. <laughs> um, so you're saying Chicago wants Broberg that bad that they would eat Campbell for three years? Oof. It's a lot of money for Phil Broberg, man. You're, you're going to say, hey, Chicago, take five mil? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think that one's possible. Andrew Peake and Roslovich for CC. No, I don't think that makes you a better team. It's, it's a trade. I, I, I don't, I don't love Andrew Peake that much to, uh, to make that deal. Roslovich for, um, um, you know, like Peake's a little bit bigger, probably more physical. So I see what you're saying there. Um, but, like, Peaks played, what, three games in Columbus this year? He's not even in their lineup, so I, c- I can't trade CZ for him. I don't think he helps your team. So I would not, uh, me personally, I would uh, I would not do that one at all. So. Hey, Greg, since you're doing the Leahy, he should have a wins of bleep segment when the orders lose. There's a lot of things to look at. I'm not ruling out anything. Um, other than being... Uh, like the 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 first week will be fine, whatever. I've gone a week without shaving my head; it's no big deal. Anytime after that, like when it gets into that kind of that fuzzy chia pet look, God, that's when it's going to be terrible. I, I don't even like the look. Like honestly, when I had hair in my twenties, I I I, sh- I went to you know had, I wore really short hair. Then I grew it back for a bit. I think the last time that I really had hair might have been twenty. Oof. Maybe 2001. I think maybe 2001. That'd be the last time. So 22 years. Like there's lots of people in my life that I've gotten to know as friends that they, they saw a picture of me when I was younger with hair. They didn't know who it was. Right. Cause if you get used to someone seeing them the whole time one way, can't, especially when you're bald, you can't really visualize someone with hair. So, um, especially this type of haircut. So yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun times. Fun times. Good thing it's positive Friday. Try to stay positive. But I can tell you that's probably the first time in my life that I was drinking alone in my basement watching a game because I was that. You know what? I I might look like Leahy in a bit for that brief moment. I felt like him. Wasn't good. You know what, though? I mean, you can throw a hat on. Yeah, but you know, I don't love wearing hats. That's no? the thing. See if Tukes, I'm all right. Yeah, I mean it I think there's ways you can cover it up. Yeah. Hey Greg's at least you look at decent with a hat on. Lots of guys don't. That's what my wife says. She likes me with a hat, but Yeah. I don't know, man. And there's other things you can try, like the bandana. <laughs> Easy now. Okay. I'm not going with a Leahy and a bandana. <laughs> One day you roll in with a bandana. 
Oh, God. Uh, Try a bunch of looks. See what fits. Hey, guys, you should raffle the opportunity to shave your head back to Mr. Clean. Listeners kick in, and when you reach a specific threshold, you draw the lucky winner from Phil. We'll see, Phil. Yeah, I don't know. I might uh, I might just be celebrating myself. Cons, I really do uh, appreciate the olive branch. As low of a branch as it is, <laughs> I still appreciate it. Do you accept? I, oh, of course I'll accept. I'll take any chance right now. Are you kidding me? Okay. I'll take that all day long. But um, So, yeah, no, I appreciate that uh, for sure. It's a positive Friday. Uh, goodness of your heart. So, uh, nice. Hey guys, look at the orders. Uh, look at the team's continued habit of giving up high danger chances and not being capable of operating their own end. They just lost to the worst team in the last five to seven years, and Connor and Echo honored themselves. Time to tuck and dive into LTIR and call up the farm. Yours truly, a subjective fan from JL. Here's the thing about I know we hear lots about McDavid's injury. And I don't I don't discount that he's not hundred percent. Okay, I'll say he's not hundred percent. But I'm sorry, everybody's falling back on this excuse. If he was that banged up, he wouldn't be playing 23 minutes a night. Right? Maybe he's got a little bit of a hand injury. Leon Dreisaitl played on one leg and managed to get two points a game in the postseason. So Connor would be the first one to tell you. he needs to Like, if Connor was injured, why would he stay out after practice for 15 minutes doing battle drills with Dylan Holloway? You know why? He said because he's got to, he's got to work his way out of his funk. So I, under, I keep hearing the McDavid injury. He says he's not that injured. His actions by staying 15 minutes after practice would suggest he's not that injured. I don't want to use that as an excuse. I'm sorry. Like, I know it's comforting to people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Is he, is he not, is he 100%? No. But how banged up is he? And how banged up are other guys? There's lots of guys banged up. And McDavid's banged up injury, it's again, you're using white noise to deflect away from the real root of the problem in Edmonton, which has been the issue for a long time. Until they come in. And here's the thing. Has McDavid made many glaring defensive errors this year? I don't recall many. So even if he is banged up, he's not doing it. And if, and if he is banged up, his teammates will know he's banged up, then that should be even more motivation, because you know you're not going to score as much, to crack down defensively. And they haven't. I think it's even more a kick in the junk that the orders, if McDavid isn't 100%, are still playing this loose defensively with some bonehead decisions at key times in games. I think it's actually more insulting to them that they're doing it. Let's get to the Con Man Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home. No payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. And proud sponsors of Help Your Neighbor, which is coming up next. This is a sports 14. Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. 
We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.